Let's talk about when to buy and sell stocks. Most people buy stocks based on hope, speculation, and their gut feeling, or also if they get like a hot tip from one of their friends or their family members. Those are not the way to look at buying stocks. When you wanna buy a stock, you need to know the value of a stock first. So you cannot just look at the price of a stock and compare it to the price of another stock and determine if it's cheaper or more expensive. You still need to know the underlying value of the company that you're buying. For example, let's say you have a $100 bill and I wanna sell you something. So I went to the grocery store and I bought this bag of Mentos for $350. Now I come up to you and I wanna sell you one piece of Mentos for $100. Would you buy it? Of course not. You look at me crazy because you can get many more Mentos bags than just one piece of Mentos for $100, of course. You can buy more than 20 or 25 bags. Now, let's say you still have that $100 bill and I wanna sell you a MacBook. Now, pretend that this is a new MacBook, it's not, but let's pretend that this one is a new one. So you have $100 and I wanna sell you a MacBook for 100 bucks. Would you buy it? Of course, because you know the value of a MacBook. You know that a MacBook is worth more than $100. That's the same way that you wanna look at stocks. If you don't know the value of the stock that you're buying, why even buy a stock? So the price of a stock itself doesn't tell you that much. You would still need to know what the value is of the underlying company that you're buying. And there are multiple ways to value a stock, but the two most common ways that I use are either the book value or the net income of the company, which can also be the projected net income or a dividend discount model to valuate a stock. So book value is your total assets minus intangible assets such as brand or goodwill or patents minus total liabilities. Book value tells you what the company is actually worth in tangible assets. So think about if a company bought a building, the building is worth a million. If the company bought machinery, machinery might be worth $200,000. Or even if the company bought trucks, those are the tangible assets that investors use in order to value a company. Now, I don't necessarily like the book value way of looking at things because to me, when you value a company based on the book value, those are the tangible assets. What you as an investor will get if the company ever gets sold. Now, the companies that I like to invest in, those aren't companies that are gonna be here today and then gone tomorrow. Now, this is a strategy that many investors use. But what I like to do is I like to look at the net income of the company. That gives me a better picture of what the company is worth to me. So with net income, let's say I have a friend who has a business and he comes up to me, he wants to sell me the business. He tells me that I got a great business, it's an e-commerce business, it makes me a million every year in net income and I wanna sell it to you. After some negotiation, I decide to buy it for five million. Now, that's pretty cool because I know that this business generates $1 million in net income and I'll have my invested money back in five years and everything after that is just pure profit for me. I can take my originally invested capital and invest it into a different business. That's how I like to look at valuing a stock also. Quick tip, net income and earnings is the same thing. So net income is the total amount of income that the company generated 
and earnings is the net income per share. So let's say the company generated $1 million in net income and it has 1 million shares outstanding. 1 million divided by 1 million is the earnings per share is $1. Now let's say the company generated $1 million in net income and it only has 500,000 shares outstanding. So shares available to trade on the stock market then the earnings per share is two dollars one million divided by five hundred thousand shares so i just bought my friend's company for five million dollars right because the net income that that company generates is one million now when it comes to the stock market there is a metric that we look at which is called the pe ratio the price to earnings ratio the price to earnings ratio pretty much tells you how much price are you willing to pay for the earnings also the net income of the company so for my friend's company i was willing to pay five million for the one million in net income it generates or another way to look at it i was willing to pay five times the net income of the company so back to the stock market at this moment coca-cola is selling close to fifty dollars and it has earnings a little over two dollars it's actually at two dollars and twelve cents so if i take the pe ratio the price divided by the earnings the pe ratio right now is 23.33 so if i bought coke i'm pretty much saying that i'm willing to pay 23 times the earnings of coke now what's a good pe ratio then now there are no hard and fast rules every investor has their own guidelines when it comes to the pe ratio plus you also have to look at the particular industry that you want to invest in on average i like to see a pe ratio of 20 or less or even 15 or less that's even better the pe ratio also gives you a quick snapshot on how long it would take for you to get your invested capital back in the form of earnings now that's just a quick snapshot because of course you know the market is always moving the price is always changing earnings and net income on a yearly basis also changes but it gives you a quick snapshot of okay if the pe ratio is 50 it would in essence take you 50 years to get your money back now there are some companies that have extremely high pe ratios especially growth stocks so for example tesla has a pe ratio over 1000 that pretty much means looking at the snapshot that it would take over a thousand years to get your invested capital back People don't even live that long. But like I said, the stock market is dynamic. It's always moving. It's always changing. So the earnings of a company, especially when you look at the growth company, growth companies usually focus on taking any net income that they generate and they put it back into the business in order to expand the business as fast as possible. So yes, a company like Tesla might have a PE ratio that is astronomically high right now, but they can scale it back look at cutting costs looking at becoming more profitable increasing those earnings and it should potentially bring down the stock share compared to the earnings of the company and it should potentially bring that pe ratio down a lot more but only time can tell so like i said i like to look at the pe ratio in order to get an indication of how expensive or cheap a company is actually when it's trading on the stock market now there are some additional metrics that I look at. I don't only look at the PE ratio, but that's the first thing that I look at. I look at the PE ratio of the companies that I have on my watch list. And then I delve a little bit more deeper into how much revenue a company can generate, 
how much total debt a company has and some additional metrics let's talk about when i sell my stocks i don't fall in love with companies and when i talk about performance i pretty much mean two things if i have a dividend paying company that i invested in and that company either cuts their dividend or stops paying a dividend i sell them why i look at my dividend income as my salary so let's say you work at a company and the company pays you 50 or 60k and your manager comes up to you and your manager tells you well the economy is not doing too well we are in a pandemic so next year we're gonna have to cut your pay instead of 60k you're gonna be making 30k now of course if you have the option to go to a different company work for a different company you will take that option because you're not gonna accept a lower pay that's the same way that i look at these dividend paying companies if a dividend paying company is not paying a dividend anymore or they cut their dividend why would i want to hold onto that stock where there are other dividend paying companies that do pay an increasing dividend and they haven't cut or stopped paying a dividend companies take pride in being able to pay a dividend to their shareholders so if a company was paying a dividend for a long period of time and suddenly they cut their dividend or they stop paying a dividend that tells me that financially and fundamentally the company isn't doing too well i had to do this earlier this year with my stocks in the disney company disney stopped paying a dividend because everything that's been happening with the pandemic they had to close down their parks which ended up hurting their revenue so they decided to stop paying a dividend and because they stopped paying a dividend pretty much i had to sell them now the second reason why i sell a stock that i own is if the company loses its competitive advantage now a company's competitive advantage might for example be the products or services that it sells but it also might be the brand itself some companies have a competitive advantage when it comes to location they might be able to dominate one location so that means pretty much that they have a monopoly on a particular location if this company that i own stocks in loses one of these competitive advantages that also means that this company is falling out of favor with their customers so that's also a reason why i sell my shares in that particular company Thank you for listening to my podcast on stock market investing. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you can find by searching my name, Giovanni Richters. Also, be sure to check out my books and audiobooks on stock market investing. I'll catch you in the next episode.